This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. In the world, peak too early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jennings. I'm joined by Mike Jennings from somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Steve, it's blanky episode for me. You know, I have one of these once a year, and uh, it's cold in my house, and I don't feel like turning the heat on just yet. And uh, it kind of snuck up on me, so I'm all cuddled up. I got my blankie, my pillow, and uh, just you know, kind of ready to kind of ready to rock. It feels starting to feel a little bit like winter time, so I'm all cozied up for this episode. You are definitely looking cozy over there. And as always, at the House of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? I'm doing all right, fellas. As always, it may not be an accurate description anymore. This is the last episode at the current iteration of the House of Sav, I should say. This is the third House of Sav that we've had, and, and I'm sure the next House of Sav will be a House of Sav as well. Uh, but I am, I am in the midst of packing. The room is a mess. I got stuff everywhere. I'm not ready to move, but just in just a few days and I'm hitting the, I'm hitting the road boys and I'm heading out West. I'm going to, I'm going to join the wild West, get a cowboy hat and just pretend like I'm a pioneer. Wow. Are you, are you driving? We are driving. Yes, we are. Making are you, uh, are you making any stops or is there, is it, are you just going straight through or is this going to kind of be like a little bit of a road trip? We have like put such little thought into this. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think we want to do Niagara Falls. I've never seen Niagara Falls, and if you're taking like 90 across the country, it's the obvious landmark on the way. It's like six, seven hours from Boston, so it kind of makes sense if you just want to get like a, an easy first day and a place to go. Uh, I think we'll do Chicago. We got friends and family there, and then after that, our guy Collins telling me to hit him up in Wisconsin, which which may happen, but. We haven't had a chance. To th- it's more like, are we going to fit everything into our car at this point? If we can just get ourselves in position to go, we'll figure out the road trip on on the fly. Do you have a trailer or a truck, or are you just are you putting it back in the Subaru? Is that it? Yeah, we got two cars. So we're taking two cars out. So shout out to Mrs. Fontanella, my mother. She's actually driving out with us. We have three drivers for two cars. We'll be able to rotate it in and out. And then yeah, Megan's got a tiny little like Toyota. So it's not having too much space. And then I got the Subaru out back and I got that big carrier on top. That was my big birthday present this year. Um, so we're trying to fit everything in there. What's your, what's your mental state right now? Like, are you as confident as ever? Are you having any regrets? Are you a little nervous? Like where, where are you at right now? I'm a complete, like avoid any kind of potential stress <laughs> and just not worry about it till it's Don't actually it. happening on your moment. It doesn't feel like I'm about to move to like a 2000 person town in Idaho. It doesn't feel like that whatsoever. It just feels like I had work today and then we had to go to a party because it was like Megan's last day at her work. So we went out. That's why I was a little late to the pod tonight to, to meet some of her colleagues and stuff. So it's just kind of kind of it's been fun. I've seen a lot of friends and stuff, seen a lot of family these last couple of weeks. So I've been just busy having fun, but it won't hit me until I've actually like started driving. Um, I guess it'll be next Wednesday afternoon or morning. I feel like we always like you're you have clearly been the person with the biggest Wi-Fi issue when we record 
I can't imagine that this little town in Idaho is going to be be any better. So are we are we in for you know a, a a rough ride here when with your Wi-Fi out in Idaho? Do you even have Wi-Fi out in Idaho? Is there Wi-Fi out in Idaho? These are the important questions that I probably <laughs> should have asked before I decided to move out there. The people that own the house that we're going to be living in, they assured us they have really good Wi-Fi, but. I mean, really good Wi-Fi compared to yeah, what, right? That's that's a very general. I mean, that could be, yeah, compared to the next crummy town that they live next to with four population of 400 people. Yeah, maybe they have good Wi-Fi compared to them. But you live in a freaking city right now. Like, you should have good Wi-Fi. But I, I don't have good Wi-Fi in the no, city. So. But... So the on the flip side, like I'm too cheap to want to get anything more than RCN in Boston. And for those people that you know have RCN, you know how bad it sucks. Uh, but at least I didn't choose the Wi-Fi provider there. It's somebody's house. We're just gonna pick up their you know internet stuff. So maybe they were less cheap and, and brighter than I was, uh, and they decided to get some halfway decent internet, at least for Idaho standards. Well, boys, I'll tell you what. You know, I've been I've been insanely busy as the three of us have. It's been a you know crazy couple of weeks, and I think that the 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 step back that we've talked about a lot over the past month was necessary. I literally couldn't have fit found time to to do this podcast, but I will say I've really missed it. I've and it's just kind of solidified the fact for me that this podcast isn't going anywhere because I've missed doing this. I love being back on the mic. I love being back on the, on the zoom with the boys. Like, you know, I've cracked a beer. Like this is just, it feels right. This has been a part of my life for almost three years now. It feels right being back. And you know, the, one of the things that I think was really interesting about the past couple of weeks for me is like, I heard from a lot of people that they missed the podcast and you know what it was, it was actually from people that I didn't know listen to the podcast. It was like people that I know in my life that were like, Hey, I, I, you know, I, I, I miss the podcast. There was a couple people and with the Boston marathon, I've been in and around the running community working hard. So I've, I've come across some people that I, I know in the running community that I haven't seen for a couple years. And they mentioned to me that they listen to the podcast and that they miss it. And it was like, man, I, I, I do miss having, I do miss doing this on a weekly basis, but it was like, it was pretty cool to see like the support for the podcast and that, you know, people, people saying that they, they, they missed us taking a couple weeks off. For sure. I mean, coming into this, it felt like it has been a year since we've recorded. It hasn't been that long, but it feels like forever. But I was kind of laughing at myself today. I was like rushing home from work tonight and, uh, you know, I, I got home and I opened the laptop and I'm like doing as much research as I can. And, Coming to this, I was like, oh, we have a whole extra week to prepare for episodes. So we're going to be like, our research is going to be like way like more informed. And I'm like, no, I was, I was doing my research 30 minutes before we hopped on here tonight. I was scramming just like I always do. So, you know, it, it's a week later, but it's, it's the same old like, you know, last minute takes that I'm very excited to give out today. It's, it's worse than last minute takes. When we were doing it weekly, I finally got in the groove of yeah. just kind of always being plugged in because we were always recording. You had an episode, then you had an interview, and then maybe something was going on that weekend. And, and I mean, I'll, I'll raise my hand and, and admit this. It took me a while to get fully into like actually following the running news despite being a, 
a host of a running podcast. But now with two weeks, it feels like, and like you said, Mike, it feels like I'm years since our last episode where it's like, oh, I don't have to look at the internet for, you know, two months and then I'll be able to figure out what's going on. So I apologize I for the cold takes coming out here. Tonight. I could see it in Trent's eyes. Mike and I were talking about some really big, like massive stories in the running world over the past month. And that I kind of have a general idea of, and I can see like Trent being like, Oh, that happened. Wow. That I didn't know that. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into that, but I could just see it being Trent being like, he was like kind of surprised, like when we were talking about some stuff. So uh, yeah, that was, uh, I could see it in your eyes, but you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're unprepared in, in the sense of like this, we're in the normal cadence of doing the podcast and um, you know, it's, it's, it, it wasn't a month long of research to get ready for this episode, but I will say there has been something I have been thinking about quite a bit since the last time we talked, the last time we saw each other. And, uh, I even brought it up in the bell lap of last episode and I got a lot to say and, uh, yeah, buckle up, buckle up boys. Cause I, 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 I don't think that anybody saw what I'm about to say coming. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about it. And I, so in, in last, our last episode's bell app, I mentioned that I was thinking of getting back in the game and gearing up for a marathon. Mike and Trent are both shaking their head at me. And um, over the past month, it has been an absolute perfect storm. The past, up until the past couple days here in Massachusetts, this has been the most amazing October of all time. It has been the perfect fall day, like every single day for like 26 days in a row, like 50 to 60 degrees, sunny, you know, beautiful fall colors. There's nothing that you like every single day you wake up and you're just like, I have to go for a run today. So it was the absolute perfect running weather, perfect running time of year, matched with Boston Marathon being, you know, put in the middle of this perfect running weather streak. And so you have, you have the excitement in the city, the excitement around the race. We go to the race. You see the big city atmosphere. So it was that. I decided last minute to jump in the Bay State Half Marathon. So I ran the Bay State Half Marathon. I'll tell you what unbelievably perfect day again every single year at that race it's just it's just so perfect you're running around the river you get the orange yellow red colors it's nice crisp air nice flat fast you cross the finish line you know i i i crossed the finish line i changed my clothes there was london football going on when i was finished so i went to the bar i watched three straight football games left Left the bar way later than I should have, but you're just you just ran a half marathon on a beautiful fall day. Mike, you remember when we did this two day, two years ago at that at that race? That day just gets away from you. It's such a perfect day oh, oh, sure to run does. a race yeah, sure and, does. and hang out at a dive bar and watch football. And shout out to our guy, uh, shout out to our guy JP who came down with COVID. He was going to come run the race and 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 party with us after, so he couldn't make it out from Colorado. But next year we want to see you out there. So. Um, you know, I, I definitely want to do something around the Bay State half next year, but I'm getting away from the point. So it's this com- combination of this perfect time of year. You get the, I, you get the, the big city marathon vibe and excitement. You have the taste of what it's like to participate in the sport again, and then you get the taste of Bender season. And it's just this perfect combination where it's like, I want to get back out there. 
I want to get, I want to do a marathon at this time next year. And I, I want to get your thoughts because I'm not done on this topic. I have a couple other things I want to talk about of why I want to do it, how I want to do it, but initial reactions. What are you guys thinking? I mean, I think you're well aware of my initial reaction. Even, even after all that stuff I said? I, I mean, all those things sound, sound great, Steve, but listen, I can enjoy a nice fall day. I can even enjoy a nice run on a nice fall day and I can come back and watch football after and I can do everything you just said except for cross the finish line everything you just said I can do and I can do it all without running a marathon you know just as well as I do nothing you just nothing hold on you know as well as I do those Miller lights taste 10 times better after you've run a run a race yeah but I've had those Miller lights been there done that the Miller lights were delicious but it's just you know, we, we made a decision that it wasn't worth it anymore to, to go through what you have to go through to enjoy those Miller Lights. And so, listen, I understand why somebody would want to run a marathon. But I decided I'm okay with, with, with not doing that. And I thought you decided that too. I thought you came to that conclusion that you're okay with – moving on and deciding that you know we don't need to to do all these crazy things and all these crazy mileage and and just you know train for four months to get that one afternoon of you know delicious miller lights after a marathon we i thought we decided that that those days were over those miller lights were done they'd been drunk and that was it steve if somebody was tuning in today for the very first time they would say, this guy makes a hell of a point. I'm excited to sign up for a marathon as well. It was a very convincing speech that you just had about why you're ready to run a marathon. I'm but Michael done. and I, I'm and not the listeners, okay, well, well, just at this point, Michael and I and listeners have like two years worth of evidence saying contrary to what you just said. I had people reaching out to me after the last episode being like, oh, tell Steve congrats on getting back into marathoning. Like Steve is not into marathoning yet. Steve, Steve has expressed some interest and he's excited uh, based on a few weeks of, of beautiful fall weather. So I'd like to know, I'm sure you'll probably hit this. I'd like to know how your marathon training has been these last three days in the monsoon uh, in New England as face. Well, b- um, b- before you even answer that too, like, what do you mean congrats into getting – like that's, that's what I you should, said. You shouldn't congratulate somebody into like having a thought about running a marathon. Like I barely want to congratulate someone for running a marathon. Like I want to check you into a psych ward first, but congratulating someone for making the decision to think about running a marathon. That's a ridiculous thing to say to somebody. You can just, you just make up a bunch of like future things that you might do just to <laughs> yeah. get some nice and then congrats. Just congratulate somebody yeah. on that. See, I hasn't done anything yet. Let's start a charity, guys. Let's just start a charity, a 501. Let, let's just raise a ton of money and, and save a lot of lives. What does it do that? The, uh, what, the, the human fund, Steve? Yeah. yeah. Seinfeld? Money yeah. for people. Um, okay. So, so you get all these, all these great things that happen over the course of October. You blend it together. It's a perfect storm of, of like, you know, being like, oh, I kind of miss this. So in a couple weeks, I'm turning 34. And you guys will experience, I'm a few years older than you, but Big this weird, birthday. 
Yeah, pre. Yeah, happy birthday. And I expect that you know. Was it? No, I said. I said. It was, I said it's the big poppy birthday. Big poppy birthday, thirty-four. I you can you can send me big poppy texts on uh, November 9th and DM. So, uh, you know, keep that on your calendar, everybody. But oh, anyways, November 9th, thats your birthday. Okay, I should probably put that in my calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's this weird thing that happens when you're facing your mid thirties now. If I want to ramp up and I want to go after a marathon, I want to run a respectable time, it's going to be 10, maybe 20 times harder than it was four, five, six, seven years ago. It's going to be extremely hard, but I can still do it. But when, you, when, you, when you're staring down the barrel of the mid-30s, there's this weird thing that happens where it's like, it's going to be a lot harder to do, but I can still do it. It's not going to be too long before I physically can't do this stuff. I, before I physically can't do the stuff that I want to do. Not to say I can't, I can't run, I can't run marathons in my 40s and 50s. Like, you know, I, could, I, I, I probably won't be running marathons, but I still plan to run my entire life. But to be physically able to like accomplish the goals that I want in this, that I would want if I were to, if I were to do something like this, the time's ticking on being able to do that. So you know, I, why not? Why not throw myself back into this? Why not, you know, do it while I can? Because if I squander this ability, if I squander the time I have left to run these times that I'm capable of, then I'm going to regret it in five years, right? It, you know, and going back, you know, going back to the, to the old pre-quote, right? To give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift like i yeah. we all have yuck. we all have the yuck. ability to do this stuff if we want yeah, i know yuck i know Steve, I, I had to say thinking it. about a marathon Disgusting. he's dropping three fontaine i know but i'm i'm being serious here i'm being serious here that you know there's only so much time left to run these times that i'm capable so of when you say the times that you're capable of, like what are you thinking about like are you trying to pr in the marathon are you do you have like a age adjusted goal like what 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 is this time that you're thinking of like what what do you expect to run what do you want to run i would i would train to pr but okay. but unlike the last time i trained to pr that was do or die right i needed to hit that time now i think if i did it and i fell short of my goal i would still be proud of it right i would still kind of i'd be proud of all the training and it wouldn't be do or die last time we did it mike it was do or die. I needed to hit that time or else I was doing it again and I was doing it again and I was doing it again until I hit that time. I'm going to train that. I'm going to train for that, but it's not necessarily going to be do or die. You know, if I cross that finish line 5, 10, 15 minutes short of my goal, I'm still going to be happy with it. Listen, I, I get it. I, I, I like to poke fun at the situation because the two of you have been anti-marathon. And I, and I, I was going to run a marathon this year if it wasn't for my injuries. I was going to run Chicago. Like the appeal to marathoning is real when you get to this point because there's no other event related running that you can get into where you have a chance to actually give impressive time. Now, whether it's a lifetime PR or not, I don't know. You know, it depends where you're at. But you can put out times that you feel like very good about and, and they're either right up to the fastest times you've ever done it or they're right behind it. And there is something special in that. And you're right, Steve. Like you'll you'll we'll all be able to run marathons at any age if we really wanted to, but it's different. It's different when you can actually do something a little bit quick at this point. You're also still in that point, like you're gonna have to put some real training in, but you can 
you can make the turnaround times like not insane, right? You, you give yourself, uh, I don't know, you could probably get yourself now if you train hard enough for like a, a spring to summer marathon, right? Like 10 years from now or something like not even like five years from now, you got to put like a full year out and have that like regimented training plan. So I'll I, give myself a year. Let's not get it twisted. I need a year. Okay. But still I need you, a year. We're looking at, we're looking at a November marathon. Full confidence, absolute full confidence that you can get yourself into very fast shape, that you're still in good enough shape or you're not that far away from being in good shape. So I, I'm not convinced that you are going to be on this high and excited to give out training as we move through the winter and, and you get close to the marathon and you start to think about how much you hate marathon again. But if you do keep this high and excitement up, I get it, man. Like I'm, I'm all in on it. This is, this is fantastic that you're doing it. So on that, this high will not last the year. This will suck. This will be terrible, but that's the whole point of setting a goal. Now, it brings me to the whole point of talking about this on the podcast. I have a proposal for you two. No, oh, oh no, don't do this to me. Stop, <laughs> stop. I have a proposal. Can, can you mute Steve right now? I have like, a yeah, proposal. Well, stop. What do we do? You gotta put Hear you gotta put out. me on the spot right here. Like yeah, stop. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. We've kind of and, and one of the things, and we've talked about it this past spring, one of the things that we've we said that we've really liked about this podcast is once a year we push ourselves to the limit. Now I am going to propose that the three of us pick a November marathon and next year, that is our big challenge. We put ourselves out there. Listen, listen, our lives are changing. Our lives are changing and you know, and crazy stuff's going to happen. If we don't, we don't get on this. Like, listen, I, I got a new job. I'm probably 25 pounds overweight from where I need to be. You know, Mike, you got a baby on the way. You're, you're, you know, you haven't been running Trent. You're recovering from a destroyed ankle. Let's, let's, let's put a race on the calendar. Let's, let's keep ourselves accountable to each other. Maybe, maybe we can put a little money out there to see who can run the fastest time or whatever, but let's, uh, you know, we can, I was looking at some races. We had some people submit some unbelievable recommendations of where we should go, what we should do. Well, let's get an Airbnb in one of these towns for one weekend. We get together. Maybe some two crew will join us and we run a marathon. What do you say? I'm speechless right now. I mean, what about the last 10 minutes about the last couple of years makes you think that I want to do that? Honestly, I... You almost like you almost had me convinced there, but now I would be a fraud at this point if I just spent the last fifteen minutes trashing you for that decision, and then I do it though. Fine, I'll make it easier for you, Mike. I'll make it easier for you. I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can beat me. I don't think you can compete with me out on the marathon course. Yeah, but that I don't think you can. I don't think you're tough enough. I don't no, think see, you got to enough. I think to do it. I think you I think you should stick with the other sentimental argument because I'm <laughs> you're you're not gonna get me on that one. I don't care about that one anymore. You, you can't get me on it. Listen, here's what I will say. I am not willing to commit to this at this very moment. However, that does not 
count me out of it because you did a very smart thing. What you did was you pretty much locked me in at least for the foreseeable future to some stupid mileage challenge, whether it be, you know, the, the 120, 30 mile a week or whatever the stupid challenge we did this week. And when you compare it to those things, the marathon doesn't seem so bad. So if you're telling me that in order to get out of doing one of those stupid mileage challenges, it means I have to run a marathon. That is probably the best argument you can make for me actually doing a marathon. So that was a smart, a smart move on your part. And again, I'm not willing to commit right at this very moment, but I'm closer at this moment that I have been in the past. I'm not, I'm not smart enough to go where you didn't Mike, and start comparing how hard or difficult the marathon be compared to the other ones. But, but I hate this situation that Steve put us in because where my mind went. The terrible, just, terrible thing. He just yeah. Did. But like where my reptile mind was like, Steve challenges us to mileage challenge. And we say, yes, like, it's like, we just, we, I mean, sometimes we'll have a little back and forth about the rules of it, about, you know, when exactly it's going to go on. We had discussion about where the mileage challenge will be this year, but it's basically like been a no brainer for us that we're going to do the mileage challenge. We just, we just say yes to the challenge. And so when he puts it in that terms, it makes it very difficult. Now, now in our defense, normally we don't have this much time to like rationally think about it and say, no, I'm not doing that that far away. Usually it's like, all right, boys, let's in three weeks, let's see how many miles we can do in a, in a month or a, what else it was a week or something like that. Like we haven't really give ourselves any heads up. So it's easier to commit something stupid. It's, it's going to be done very quickly. This is a much longer drawn out proposal, but I'm going to be honest. This, this is just fact. I'm not going to say yes to it right now. I don't want to say something right now, but, I'm going to say yes to it. I'm going to say yes to the mileage challenge. Like I'm in for the mileage challenge. So if this is the challenge, like, like I'm in, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I know future Trent will not say no to this. So that's, I was going to say, I actually think it's kind of the opposite of what you're saying. Cause we do usually plan these stupid mileage challenges like three weeks in advance, but by proposing a next year, November marathon, that's over a year away. I'm like, well, that's never going to happen. Like I could say yes to this right now and I don't have to sign any paperwork. I don't have to like put a, a you know, I don't have to get a, a, a bib number. I don't have to go to a, uh, one of those conventions that expo. are an expo. I don't have to go to an expo right now. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, sure. Whatever, Steve, I'll do in November. That's a future Mike problem. Uh, so that's, I, again, I think another smart play on Steve's point is he put something over a year away like i can't even like my calendar doesn't doesn't go that far so it's like yeah whatever that's never gonna happen so two good plays on steve's part again i will not i will not at this moment verbally commit to it but it's a good play so far by steve i think you guys i think i think you guys are in um that's i think i think i sold you i think we're doing this um but I just, I, I mean, I don't know if either of you guys were paying attention to the Instagram this past weekend, but I threw it out to see like what marathons we should be considering. Got a lot of responses. Um, a lot of people for Chicago, the beer mile uh, podcast was, was pushing for us to come to Chicago. Uh, Kyle 
uh, was pushing for us to come to Chicago. The only problem with Chicago, I'll say this about Chicago. So Chicago's in October, so we don't get 12 months. We get 11 months. Chicago scares me because, like, 75% of the time, it's unseasonably hot for Chicago. And, like, I can't have that. Like, I, if I'm going to do this, and if I'm going to have any shot about this, these guys know me, like, I, I need guaranteed cool or cold weather. Like, I, I, that's, that's, like, that's, like, a non-negotiable for me. I absolutely need it in, a, like, a colder time of year. So, I think, based on Philly's track record over the past decade and a half, I mean, I'm sorry, not uh, based on Chicago's track record over the past decade and a half. I have to rule out Chicago. Um, can, I, can I have a quick comment in Chicago real quick? Go, yeah. I was going to run Chicago this year. I broke my ankle. I could have deferred till next year, but I said, I'm never running a marathon again. And I like, <laughs> if, you, if you run the Chicago Marathon, please, or if you organize it, don't listen to this. But I let someone use my bib. And so Trent Fontenelle did run out there. But yeah, what did now, Trent Fontenelle run oh, for man. time? He ran like three and a half hours. No, four and a half hours, I think. It wasn't Trent's fastest time. Uh, but that would make it difficult for me. Or I could have been easy for me to run Chicago, but not so much the, anymore. I don't know if we have like the time on this particular podcast to tell that story. But I do think that's a story that needs to get told eventually is the saga of, uh, you know, so- somebody stealing or using your bib number. I think it's a fun story. It's, it's not so easy. You know, it's not so easy to, see, to take a bib from somebody at a major marathon. That's all I'll say. Um, Marine Corps was thrown out there, but we've done Marine Corps. Marine Corps is an unbelievable race. Highly recommend it. Again, too much of a threat of warm weather down in DC. Mike and I had warm weather the, the day we ran. I can't have that threat. I need it a little. I, I need November. Um, Tony uh, said Hartford. I've heard great things about Hartford. I think it's end of October. Hartford. So that's a Hartford, Connecticut. I've heard the Hartford, Connecticut marathon is, is one of the most underrated marathons in the country. So I think it's a player, uh, but I, I, I have it number three on the list right now. Yeah. Um, Hartford better not be the number one marathon. Of all the things I expected to hear tonight was we should run the Hartford marathon. It's not, not one of those things I expected to hear. So uh, Bill and Amanda both recommended one of the races that, I was thinking I was putting at the top of the list and that is the Philadelphia marathon. The Philadelphia marathon is the weekend before Thanksgiving. So it's pretty much guaranteed to be nice cold weather. Uh, it's going to give us over a year to train. We can go to Philadelphia. We can get a place that isn't too expensive to stay. And uh, Philadelphia is my kind of city. We can have some fun in Philadelphia. Um, as long as we don't get, you know, beat up by any Eagles fans or, you know, getting the, yeah, we, we, we just got to avoid the, uh, the, the, the loser sport fans out there, but Philly is a place we can have some fun. Philly's at the top of my list. I think that that is a perfect time of year and a, and a great race to run. The other one, number two on my list that the beer, beer mile guys throughout there and Brant over at Bell Lap was trying to talk us into, which wasn't on my radar, but the more research I do, it's climbing up the list. It's climbed up to number two on the list, the uh, Indianapolis Marathon. So it's November. It's like, I think it's the first or second weekend in November. You finish, I believe you finish on the Indianapolis 500. Um, it's like, I guess it's a pretty flat, fast course. Um, it's a, no, not a major, but you get a big city marathon feel. 
uh, very, I thought it was a, they, they both made a very compelling argument for uh, the Indianapolis marathon. So anyways, does, does throwing these marathons out there get your juices flowing a little bit, boys? I do like the sound of the Indianapolis marathon. Here I, we go. Here I, we go. I've, I've spent time in Indianapolis one time, and it was fantastic. We also do have, you know, potential places to stay, connections in Indianapolis. Um, I have a lot of good memories of being at the Indy 500. So finishing on the track does sound pretty awesome. So my early vote, knowing very little about any of these things, Indianapolis 500 or the Indianapolis Marathon sounds incredible. And the most compelling argument for the Indy Marathon, which our friends at the at the Beer Mile, uh, you know, made, um, and they're they're on the same wavelength as us. They they get what we're looking for. It's a Saturday marathon. All these other marathons are run on a Sunday. So if you run a marathon on a Saturday, you can have fun Saturday night into Sunday, and you don't have to worry about taking work off the day after the marathon. See, like. The beer mile guys get us, right? They understand what we're looking for. So that's another that's another reason Indies. I think it's Philly 1A, 1B for me right now. I could be swayed either way. We got a year to think about this. Anyways, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. So do they uh, – I guess we'd have to make this decision before this, but I would love to know what the Patriots' schedule is mm. next year, right? Because mm-hmm. – that could change some things. I mean, I don't know. We have some time, right? If we know, listen, I'm already talking like it's happening. If we know it's happening see, in the, see, I, I we, knew, I knew. If we know, if we knew it's happening in October or November, we don't have to commit to something right up, right? Because you know, it's going to be in the same like two to three week time frame. At this point, your training's not going to change. Like you're not going to ramp up certain workouts or training until a long time from now anyways like right like is that something we can wait on we know what conference they're going to be playing i don't i don't know off the top of my head but we can find that out because they rotate so they, they won't they won't be playing the eagles next year that's for sure what about the colts are they playing the, colts, the AFC there's, a, there's always a chance that you could play the Colts. i think game. i think i think we know uh, we should figure out what the rotation is but yeah i, I, I don't know it's, it's that's something to consider Steve just ran a master class in sales right there. He's he's introducing us to something that we don't want to do, right? He's he's talking, brought up something that nobody here wants. Everybody is, I don't want to do with that. But he's framed it in a way that makes you feel like you can't say no. He's then talking about it like we've already agreed to it. So he's like, we could then, you know, watch football that day. We could go out and start. And like, we'll, we'll have a year to think about it. We, he's, everything is in we, like we've already agreed to doing it together. And he's right. Really, we all agree. Like, we should just give our yes now. But I'm just impressed by the the sales course going on from Steve. Well, I, I still won't. I, I still I still won't give my yes. But like I said, the idea of being able to replace it for a mileage challenge will always be the most compelling argument you can give me. I I'm yes that that's a great compelling argument. I'm also still in the point of my life I think, and I think I'm gonna have a very rude awakening when I start to get jogging again. But I'm at that point where it's like, yeah, I can do I can do a marathon. It's not a big deal. Like I want to train for it so I run faster, but it's like whatever, put me in the marathon. I haven't like I haven't run in 
what, I don't know, three, four months. And then I only had a couple of months before my last broken bone. So it's been like almost a full year now of not too much. So when I actually do put anything more than like a 30 minute runs under my belt, uh, I might be in for a very rude awakening. But for now, I'm going to run off the premise that sure, why not? Sign me up. I can do it. No big deal. Well, Trent, I think that I think that evens the playing field a, a little bit, right? I think I think right now in the state we're all in. If we start training, and it might take you a little bit longer to get back into full training than than Mike and I could possibly do right now. Um, but I think right now, I think I think if Vegas were to put odds on it, I think we have legitimately even odds across the board right now, and that's what and that's that's the final aspect of like we could make this interesting. Like we could make this really interesting. All things considered. The futures bet on this is wild. Talk about variables that are totally out of control. Just, you know, motivation to train, of course, like location, people going to be kids running around job. Like there are a lot of variables that could affect this. So hats off to anyone out there that's ready to put a futures bet down. All things considered Vegas has got to make it even odds. Yeah, I think that's I fair. Yes. I might even put Trent's odds above my own right now. And I whoa, know you're whoa, whoa. broken, but wait, what do you mean above? You're saying I'm the, the favorite or you're the favorite? I'd say I'd say I am whatever whatever the ranking system is, I should probably be third out of the three. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think you're the most able bodied right now. Yeah, but yeah but I'm not doing anything. That's what I mean. But if you decided to, you'd be the most able bodied. So I think you have to give even odds across the board. Even even odds across the boards. I love the idea of like a future bet this far out. And you, and obviously we can adjust it as things go. Like maybe Trent's ankle doesn't heal as fast as we thought it would. And it takes him a little bit longer to get on the roads. Maybe Mike doesn't start training until, you know, September, who knows, but I do like the idea of having these future odds, like a year, 13 months out to, to kind of watch how the odds change over the next year or so. And listen, listen, if we're like, and if we're, if we're doing this, there's going to be times where I'm going to need to get up at 6am, get out and do like a, a mid long run or whatever. And the only way I'm doing that is if I know I'm competing against you two. So, like, I think we need this competition aspect. So, how do I, how do I explain myself, Steve, to the people who I've made it very, very clear to that I am retired and who, other people who I have ridiculed for coming out of retirement and all this? If I do this, like, how can I... At, like as a man as a human being look somebody in the eye who i've made it very clear that i'm never ever 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 gonna do this again how do i look someone like that in the eye and explain to them why i'm doing this like how think, how how can i ever be trusted again i think you need to explain it like as if it's like a liam neeson movie where it's like you you have this set of skills and you've been retired but you're for whatever reason, you need to come out of retirement and, and put your skills back in action one more time. Does Mike really have a set of skills that is that <laughs> valuable in marathoning? <laughs> I think, or you, or you say, or you just say you, you, you got, you got sucked into this bet and now there's no backing out. 
Yeah, I do think a bet is always, I guess, a reasonable thing to say. I don't know. I'm not committing to it yet, Steve. I will I will not say yes right now. I think as soon as you put a little dollar on it, too, like, don't ask me to run the marathon. Say, you guys want to make a bet who can run it? We'll get Mike to say yes. I'm in. Screw it. I'm in. Dude, there we go. There we go. You're gonna you're gonna sit here on these airways with those crutches in the background. I can see them <laughs> directly. You're gonna say yes right now. Does anybody need a pair of crutches? By the way, I don't know what the hell do <laughs> these things. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm in. I just said earlier. I know I'm gonna say yes later on because I'm not gonna say no to a mileage challenge. So why why delay the yes? I I'll run a stupid marathon. In why the why why delay the yes? Because I'm I'm too Mike, stubborn you, for that, Trent. I'm too did stubborn. Did you watch for that. the movie I made, Mike? What I did, yeah. And that didn't that didn't give you a little inspiration? No, it was good. It, was, it got me fired up. I didn't know what at the time. I didn't so know that what got me fired I, up I, I'm gonna post it. I want to post it on the Instagram. So it will be on the Instagram by the time this podcast comes out. But I tried to make it funny because you know how um. Like part of my take does the Jeff Fisher, you know, you sometimes got to go back. Oh, yeah. I was trying to make it like that, but it turned out like very inspirational. So I was just like, ah, oh, I'll just going to keep it. I kind of like it the way it is. So, but all right, Mike, let's kick off the running news. Alrighty, so for the actually before we get into the running news, I, I had something I wanted to bring up, and you know maybe we're going too long. I don't know. This isn't really running news. It's not running news at all, actually. But I'm just trying to figure something out here. I got home after a long day of work today, and my stupid dog had chewed my uh, TV remote, and I wanted to sit here and do this podcast with uh, Thursday Night Football in the background. The TV doesn't have any buttons on it. So the remote is chewed and there's no power. Is that a thing? Like, so do you, do you have Comcast? I do. So you can, you can, there's an app. It's it's, it's one of the, Oh, okay. And there's like a, there's Comcast TV remote you can do on and, and you can just go to a store and they'll give you new one tomorrow. But there's a, there's like a TV remote on your, on your, like an app and you just got to like link it to your TV or whatever. And you can use okay. that. But when did TV stop putting buttons on the TV? Well, like 10 years ago. No, no, no. Let's not be ridiculous. No, yeah. I, I, no. I, I am outraged just like you, Mike, but I had my outrage 10 years ago. Cause no, that's when they stopped no. putting buttons. You guys, you guys are being, you guys are being ridiculous and trying to make me look stupid. And that's fine. I get it. But 10 years ago is very extreme. That's not true. It's just not true. 2011. I mean, I would say not all TVs had no buttons at that point, but I would say that is when TVs started to not have buttons. I guess I just don't understand the argument of like, was the buttons that big of a nuisance that we had to take them off the TV? Anyways, let's move on to the running news here. Um, So the beer mile world championships happened and Corey Belmore Every time he does anything, just impresses me a little bit more every single time. He shatters his former world record. The new beer mile world record 
is a 428. And I will say it right now. That record may never get broken by him or anybody else ever in the history of planet Earth. 428 in the beer mile is stupid. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't be possible. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to our guy, Chris Robinson, running the 441. Uh, and, you know, I know for a while he kind of wanted to challenge at that world record. We love our guy, Chris, 428. It's never going to get broken. It will never get broken. It is, it is one of the more impressive things. Like, like to wrap your head around a 428 beer mile. I mean, we've, I mean, th- we're going back to our roots with this podcast talking about it, but it, you're right, Mike, that that's one of those records where it's just like, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think I, I see, I don't see that getting broken anytime soon. Is that the weird, the world beer mile classic too? So the biggest stage Corey Belmore comes out and puts on a show like that. I feel like we gave him as much props as he could possibly give a beer miler previously. And for him to then extend on his record by that much, uh, you know, was speechless gentlemen. It does. It doesn't get any more impressive than that. And didn't he, didn't he run a four twenty eight at one point, but it got, it got uh D he got DQ'd. Wasn't it at like the, the world classic like two years ago? I think yeah, like so four twenty four or something. Back okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad he was able to to get his world record down. I mean, because that, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that four twenty four was still borderline too. That was like a borderline judgment call on the foam, and it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, physically you probably can't do it any faster, and it's just a physics thing. Like you have to get the beer to cooperate to not have foam when you're drinking that fast. So yeah, you're right, Mike. That might ne- never get broken. And just one of those things where it's like, I know we can all do like basic third grade math here, but like, let's just put this into perspective for one second. Not only do you need to run a sub four minute mile, which is like one of the most incredible, you know, even though like all the guys that we talk to can break four and, you know, it's so like common in the world. of It's, it's one of the most incredible athletic feats, you know, on planet earth, something that you can do. And then on top of that, you have to drink four consecutive beers in less than seven seconds, which is like, I can't drink one beer in less than seven seconds. You have to drink four consecutive beers while you're gassed and, you know, can't breathe and, you know, tired. You have to drink four beers in a row in less than seven seconds and break four. Like, what are we doing here? That's crazy. So I don't know. It just, it blows my mind that that that's possible shout, shout out to allison grace morgan for taking the uh the women's championship home u.s three times in a row i guess so we have uh, yes. an elite that finally taking something from canada in this event all right so let's move on here uh we don't need to go crazy into detail but i do think you know, it's been a very long time since we've talked about cross country and, you know, conference championships are this weekend. So just quickly getting in to the latest coaches poll on the men's side, we got NAU still holding that number one spot. Kind of a shock here. The next two teams on the men's side, you have Iowa State who's been flying up the rankings. I think in the um since the last time we talked they were in like they weren't even the top 15 they're number two now 
Um, obviously, they have the one stick uh, with Kip two. Colorado has been flying up the rankings. They're in third, and then Stanford, and then my guys. Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, Stanford. Uh, and then my my guys from Oklahoma State in the fifth spot. BYU falling outside of the top five in uh, number seven there. And then on the women's side, you have uh, New Mexico, NC State, BYU. Those three are no surprise to anybody. Colorado, who was like number 11 team when they started, and I called them, you know, being way better than that at number four. And then Steve's Alabama squad at number five. Um, So, you know, we could spend forever talking about breaking down all that, but I think – Nuttycomb and pre-nats were this past weekend. And I think the biggest things we can take from this weekend was on the men's side, NAU's not going to lose to anybody. They went head-to-head with BYU, and they crushed them. Granted, Connor Mance didn't run, but even if Connor Mance did run, NAU would have crushed them. They had, like, their top seven in the top, like, 15 or something like that. And then on the women's side, it's going to be an awesome between NC State, BYU, and New Mexico. The women's side is wide open. The three of them are going to go after it, but it's just like nobody's going to beat NAU, which sucks. You know, we talk about it. We want to get excited. We want to bring up new teams, but nobody's going to beat NAU on the, men, the men's side. The women's side, NC State's the favorite, but it's still wide open. I don't know. NC State team is scrappy. They could take they them. But BYU's just got that crazy depth. The, this has played out a little differently, I think, than we expected it. If I for sure our, our conversations earlier in the year, we were saying we got a kind of a toss up on the men's side. A lot of teams uh, look like they'll be able to, you know, possibly compete for a championship this year. So to see NAU just come out and kick ass the way they have, I mean, we shouldn't be surprised because NAU, but. This is not where our heads are at when we did, you know, our preview and our kind of midseason check-in a couple weeks ago. I think it's one of those things where we're like, we're hopeful because we don't want to see NAU just run away with it every single year. But then you get to this point in the year and it's like, nobody's going to beat this team. It's it's just, it's just not going to happen. So Uh, any further takes here on NCAA before we move to our last story? All right, moving on. Shalane Flanagan. What a ridiculous story we have here. Shalane Flanagan decided that in such a unique marathon year, because this is something that's not normally a possibility. So I guess taking advantage of the moment here, but decided she was going to run all six majors in a span of six weeks, six marathons in six weeks, but not just six marathons, six major marathons in six weeks. Shalane Flanagan. I mean, I don't even know where to start. Like, is this just the craziest, most psychotic move of all time? Cause this is including stretches where it's like Chicago on a Saturday, Boston, the very next day on a Sunday. Steve, I know you got a bunch of takes on this. I mean, where do we even want to start? I mean, I, I felt a little bad. We didn't talk about it on last the last two podcasts. Like, she, she announced she was going to do it before our podcast two times ago, but obviously it was a very different type of podcast, and she was in the middle of it in the Boston Marathon podcast. Um, 
but it was one of those things where like I wanted to we just didn't have time but I wanted to like make predictions of like what she was going to average pace and at the time when I first heard about this I was like okay you have you know one of the most elite women in the history of this country in the marathon um you know she's you know she's capable of running a fast marathon she's going to do well I was like you know if she averages three hour marathons for this whole thing. Like if she'll have some slower, maybe one or two faster, like if she averages three hours, I'm going to be very, very impressed. She crushed that. She absolutely, Mike, do you have the times? Can you read off the time? Do you have that? Do you have that handy? Pull them up. You keep talking. I'll pull them up. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and I mean, she was like there, her first marathon I think was, um, so the first one would have been, uh, Chicago, right? Oh no, it would have been London. First one would have been London. And I think she ran like 234. And I was like, what is going on? And she rattled off, rattled off a cu- another 230. I think her slowest was like 240, 241, somewhere in that range. But just an unbelievable stretch, unbelievable run for, for, for Shlaine Flanagan. One of the more impressive things I've seen in the sport is, uh, is her going back to back to back to back to back to back in these marathons and running very impressive time each time. It kind of, I kind of felt like the guy with the hot take at the beginning of her crusade here because I really wasn't impressed that much personally by Shalane saying she was going to run, you know, each of those marathons in the 60 span. Like any elite marathoner can run that many marathons in that amount of time if they wanted to. Uh, good for her. Super cool if you have the ability to, if you have the the time to do it and if you can get the travel set up and um that's great. She, she had a hell of a season. She got to go to all these big cities and experience all these major marathons coming back after a year didn't happen. So that was cool for her, but I, I didn't really appreciate, uh, or I think it deserved all the coverage that she was getting to be quite honest until the time started dropping. And that's what made it so impressive was that she could really um, just, just perform that high of a level week after week. Really cool. I, I wish the coverage was more, you know, focusing on that elite time rather than just the fact that she did it. Cause I, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if someone else also had found their way into this or her, you hear people do these marathon feats all the time, but uh, her speed was, was truly impressive. So I have everything but the New York city marathon. So Berlin, two thirty eight thirty two, London, two thirty five oh four. Chicago 246.39, Boston 240.34, and then Portland 235.14. Virtual Tokyo. Okay. So she ran it, she ran Tokyo in in Portland. Oh, I see what you're saying. So Portland was Tokyo. So that was 235.14. And then I don't have uh, the New York City time here. But. Does it even count if she ran it virtual? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think she had intention of going. I, I think they, I think they, they put some extra rules in place like the week before, like so she yeah. like physically couldn't get over there. So I think she gets a pass on that. I think she had every intention. I mean, she was in Berlin and she was in, she was in London. I mean, I think she wanted to be in Tokyo. They just wouldn't let her. So, but yeah, I mean, those are pretty damn impressive times. So. Anything else for the running news, Mike? I think that's all we got for the running news. All right, let's wrap up the running news here. And uh, I think let's let's finish. You want to talk about last weekend? 
Oh yeah, I can't. I completely forgot about that. We have. Can I interrupt yeah. real quick? Yeah. Trying the to... reason we don't have New York City time yet. New York City, November seventh. Oh, we haven't shit, even got Mike. to that yet. We we got one more to go. <laughs> Hell yeah! So I good. We should not be that impressed until she runs fast I, at New I, York City. I should have. Uh, I should have trusted my instincts. I was like, oh, it's weird that I can only find five of the six. There we oh, go. Oh my god, that was a huge brain fart. Well, anyways. There's a lot of marathons coming at us in a short amount of time. It's too, many marathons. Days. It's, it's too many marathons. Um, anyways, do we want to talk about last weekend? We do. We should. We should indeed. So we, we, had a, we had a company outing. The, the, uh, the three of us went to the Patriots-Jets game, and it was a perfect fall football day. I know I keep saying that, but, I, but the yeah, first It was, it was three legitimately weeks, perfect. The first three weeks of October have been perfect. Everything we talk about when it's in the dead of winter, in the dead of summer, and when we talk about how we hate the, the, the heat so much, and all we want is just that crisp, you know, fall New England day. We've had that every single day for three weeks, and uh, this, this past Patriots game was one of those days. So we got there early. We did some tailgating. We went to the game. The Patriots absolutely kicked the ever-living hell out of the Jets. It was awesome. We we had a uh, we had a team wager on on the Patriots and it was a it was a large one and uh, let's just say that the uh, you know the 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 company's seeing some profits this uh, this week or this month rather. It's it's hard to even call it a wager. It, it was a educated investment based on research. It done was an investment. It, it was an investment. Right. Years and years we had been trying to find a way to you know increase the bottom line and we found a business opportunity and we we seized the opportunity yeah i mean you talk about that bottom line i mean i think um you know we we've been over the years trying different ways to to make some revenue uh for the the peak too early brand and messing with some different stuff i mean we should have came up with with this system a, a lot sooner i think if we had just started as a uh, football gambling company, we'd be, you know, probably millionaires by now. Um, so yeah, just uh, just continue to double down and uh, peak too early to the moon. And uh, you know, on that with that investment, you, so you know, a smart investor, you 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 make good on one investment and then you reinvest that money. And since the beginning of this podcast, we've been trying to get a Miller Lite sponsorship. And uh, it hasn't worked out, and that's okay. It's it's Miller Lite's loss, and really, you know, they didn't need to sponsor us because we promote them just as much with or without the sponsorship. But we've decided to buy the company. If they won't sponsor, if you can't, if you can't beat them, then buy them. And we're gonna buy the company slowly but surely. We we have, we are taking the winnings of the Patriots chess game. We are investing it into Miller Coors. We're buying stock in the company. Before you know it, we will be the majority shareholder, and then. Uh, yeah, we, we we call the shots. We'll you know we'll we'll own Miller Lite. So that's that's the game plan. That's our business plan. So if if anybody wants to join us, that's Peak Twirly's business plan is to and is to bet against the Jets and invest in Miller Lite. If, if Miller Coors wants to do like a merger, we're happy to do merger. Doesn't have to be an acquisition. Mergers are, are fine too. It can be yeah. the the Peak Too Early Miller Coors brand. I'm sure we can play with the name of it a little bit. But you know we're flexible business people. And uh, we at this game we had perfect tailgate set up before and after the game, 
And, and I just want to say, I probably had, uh, you know, my best athletic moment in, in years, you know, since uh, running hasn't uh, been, you know, wheeling out the trophies these days. But at the after party at the tailgate, uh, we had a, a long, strenuous football game that got pretty, uh, you know, just chippy. The chippy, I would say, yeah, a lot of blood, a lot of, a lot of people chirping, talking smack. Um, you know, I had, I had a few touchdowns, made some plays, but had the game-winning interception uh, that sealed the deal for, for my team. So shout out Walter Zacker and, uh, you know, our big, big win there. But, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And Steve, you're talking about running a marathon. I don't know. Maybe I should start thinking about my defensive back uh, career because uh, I don't think my brother Christopher had a single catch the entire the entire day. And the, the game-winning interception to seal the deal in, in uh, Malcolm Butler-type fashion. So it was, it was pretty good. I mean, when your quarterback throws into double coverage, I mean, it, it's kind of easy to pick it. So I just, you know, it is what it is. But we'll you get him next you gotta, time. You got to make the plays you're supposed to make, you know? That is true. That is true. All right, let's kick off the bell app. Mike, what do you got for people on the bell app? Yeah, so last time we recorded, and like I said, it feels like a billion years ago. Uh, I was on my way to a Red Sox ALDS clinching game uh one of the best playoff games i've ever been to the fenway stadium was incredible and my stadium i was gonna say the fenway stadium atmosphere and and somehow I, i left out the atmosphere part yeah the fenway park crowd was incredible and uh kike hernandez had a walk off uh sack fly to send us to the alcs it was great uh, but I will be the first one to tell you here. We fell apart. We, you know, our, the wheels fell off and the Sox didn't have enough. It was a great run. And, I, I, you know, I was happy to be part of it. But uh, we deserve better than that. And we're going to get better than that. And uh, we're in the ALCS in a rebuild year. People forget that. This is a rebuild year in the Red Sox in the ALCS. So, no, I'm not worried about it. Uh, we're going to be back there next year. So that's all I have to say on that. Trent, what do you got for people on the Bell app? Got to give a shout-out to a member of the two crew, Ken Dog, Kenny Vinaco. I, uh, I left some furniture in my garage today because um, I heard he could use it, and I'm, I'm moving out, so I wasn't home. But he came by. He grabbed it. So now I'm coming home tonight. You know, it's late. I had to push the pod back because we're running late. Uh, I opened up the garage to, to put my bike in there, and I just see, like, a paper bag. Has a little like note, thanks to stuff. I look inside, it's just an ice cold Miller Lights. And and listen, I got Miller Light in my fridge. I got plenty of beers in the fridge right now. But there's just was something special about coming home and seeing like a brown paper bag with your name on it that you weren't expecting to see. And you knew it was in there the whole time and you open it up and and, and somebody just a guy doing a nice thing for you just drops off a few Miller lights. Uh, I, I will look forward to, to some refreshing beer. So thank you, Ken dog. On my bell app, I got to give a shout out 
to uh, Sean Kerrigan. So this was uh, this was brought to my attention by our guy JP. I mentioned him earlier, but before Bay State Marathon, he had an Instagram post where, in the same post, he quoted Jack Kerouac and Mickey Ward. And so uh, anybody from Lowell knows that uh, those are those are two of uh, of Lowell's finest. And I I shared it and I just said if you're gonna to quote Jack Kerouac and Mickey Ward in the in the same post. It's an instant share from the Peak Too Early account every single time. So I thought that was funny. Um, but anyways, that's all I got. So uh, I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. Been a while since.